how people talk about your organization mm -hmm. will indirectly affect your organization and its ability to produce revenue, if not today, in the future. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is Building Great Sales Teams. All right, guys, welcome back to Building Great Sales Teams. I'm super, super excited for this one today. We got Mike Schill. He's the founder at the Full Circle Agency. He's also an executive producer for the movie Brickle Drive and Lanier. And Lanier is actually premiering next month on September 9th. Mike's also a former D1 athlete at Florida State University. Michael, welcome to the show, brother. What's up, man? What's up? Happy Tuesday. What's up, everybody, man? Excited for the conversation. And, and man, we're, we're getting this thing going. I love it. I love the energy, brother. Okay, so I, I got to go to when you were playing ball. What was the what was the hardest matchup you had playing ball? <laughs> That's a great question, man. That's a great question. I, you know what? I'll say this much, man. I'll say this much. Um, the loudest, the, some of the loudest, some of the loudest games were obviously UF and, and those boys over in Gainesville. And uh -huh. orange and blue still irritates the dog. You know what out of me? Um, but but what I will say is this. I was very humbled at the opportunity to be at Florida State during a time where, where Bobby Bowden was out on his way out and Jimbo Fisher was on his way in. And in 2013, about a year, a year before or a year after I left, right, um, they won a national championship. So the pedigree and the talent that was on our team in 2011, 2012, I mean, those were some of the best ball players in the country. And, and that led to that national championship that was won by, by that team, respectively, in 2013. So some of the hardest matchups were in practice, man. I remember getting ran over by a guy by the name of Nigel Bradley. Um, I remember getting popped on a on, on just a, a simple, a simple play that we were running in practice by by the running back Chris Thompson, like, you know, or 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 or, or doing one-on-one -on -one drills with guys like Jeremiah Fortson and and Kenny Shaw, like these are these are these are these are real time ball players right now. Yeah. Um. And so some of the some of the most some of the most serious competitive um, one on ones that were in practice, believe it or not. And I think that is the reason why. You know, the great teams are the great teams. That's why Alabama is Alabama. That's why Texas A and M is Texas A and M. I mean, they see some of the best runs with you know Monday through Friday. It's incredible, actually. So. Dang, man, I love it. I love it so much. And it, it it makes a lot of sense, you know, when you look at your social media right now and everything that's coming out on it, it's competitive, it's charismatic, you know, and that's the first thing that attracted me to it. And I would yes, imagine sir. a lot of that was fostered in those practices. Uh, I hope my wife doesn't listen to this, though, because you just said A&M was one of the better teams. And me and her have been going back and forth because our <laughs> daughter – our daughter is college bound. She's just, she's a, she's a bookworm. She's one of those, you know what I mean? And we yeah. keep going back and forth. I'm, I'm a UT t-shirt fan my whole life. Definitely. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> I have a strong argument here, you know, but uh, well, she, hey, I'm, I'm drawn to Texas A&M because Jimbo, but, but okay. hey, UT, 
hey, let's go, man, because my brother's 100% UT, nothing else but UT. Go oh, Texas, go it. Longhorns. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, where did where did movies come into the picture? I feel like that that kind of came in sideways with everything. Yeah. So where did movies come? Yeah, one hundred. Yeah, one hundred percent. It came in. It came in. You know, by the grace of the man above, number one. Uh, but number two, and 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 something that I think is incredibly important, and I'm just figuring this out and and doubling down on this thing is is the importance of of network, right? And and the importance of listen, you know. I had the opportunity to work alongside a multi-billionaire for five years on, mm-hmm. on the world's baddest sales team, okay? And the, the inflow and the amount of conversations that I was having there, I realized at the beginning, hey, these are relationships that I need to foster, but, but make sure you have an impact on the people so that, it, so that they remember you. And that whole process or that whole thought process was, was backed by what was told with us while in that organization. It ain't about who you know, bro. Like, mm-hmm. okay, so you got buddy's number in your in, in your cell phone. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It's about who knows you. It's about who the hell's actually gonna pick up. You know, I can have X, Y, and Z's contact, but are they actually gonna pick up and have a 10 minute conversation with me? Or are they gonna blow me off? And I think it, it was that that who knows you that led to the opportunity mm-hmm. to get into the, I guess the entertainment space. And, we're really excited about late in the year and, and there's so, so much historical um, background about that lake that a lot of people aren't in the know of if you're not from the southeast part of, mm-hmm. of the United States. And so that's, you know, that's how that happened. And um, it's opened up the door for a couple other things and very, very humbled at that opportunity and excited for it, man. Excited for it. You know? Yeah, that's fantastic, man. Since I was like. 12 or 13 years old I wanted to be a director in the movies you know what I mean and then I saw the bill for the art institute in New York and I was like oh maybe not (laughs) that's an expensive business man that's an expensive business but uh I love what I do now you know life works out that way for a reason okay so you mentioned you you know you mentioned working with uh Grant Cardone I have a a funny story I'm not so proud moment of mine um i proud at first right because uh he actually invited me out to be on his show power players i was on the uh, oh, yeah. web series i don't know if you remember that yeah, yeah. and uh, at the time i had like you know 100 plus sales reps and door to door and so Strong. he wanted to kind of like yeah he he wanted to kind of like highlight that story and everything and that was cool and then afterwards jared jared closed my ass on the training program <laughs> <laughs> and I was just, you know, I was 26. I had just, I had just topped 4.5 million, you know what I mean? So I'm up here and I'm not Hell paying yeah. attention. And of course my guys don't implement it. They don't use the, the, the software or anything. And then we had a downturn in a couple of years and I wasn't able to pay the bill. So I actually got sued by Grant Cardone. <laughs> like I said, not my proudest moment, but I have a ton of respect for Grant. You know, I understand the business side of it, so I didn't take it personally. But uh, yeah. what did what did you learn from that whole experience? I mean, you just talked about making an impact on people and what they remember, and that's that determines whether they're going to pick up the phone or not. Anything else in that process? Are you still using those sales strategies today? Oh my God! I mean, listen, I will use the same principles that were bestowed onto us. Mm-hmm. For the rest of my life, man. I mean, what did I learn in that organization? It's it's kind of like asking, 
you know, a person that goes to the New England Patriots, what do you learn for while playing for, for Belichick? Like, yeah, but we learn something new every single second of every single day. Mm-hmm. And I was there for almost five years. So, you know, it would be crazy for me to say one or two things that I learned. I learned hundreds of thousands of, of millions of things. But, you know, man, the importance of training is, is everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but training without application means absolutely nothing. So you need to apply what it is that you train on every single day. We learned that, you know, sales is, is solely effective communication, right? It's a numbers game. It's, it's the amount of outreaches. Um, you got to understand the entire sales process. You got to know where you're at when you're in the sales process, right? Objections that happen in the meet and greet and fact finding, you can't handle those objections the same way you would handle them if they come up in the close. Uh, from 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 being able to to speak at a high level with with big time CEOs, big time decision makers. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about two million or twenty million dollar guys or thirty million dollar guys. I'm talking about three billion dollar guys or four billion dollar guys, like the big dogs of the world. You know, yeah. um, how do you carry yourself? How do you present? How do you speak in front of a room? Mm-hmm. Um, how to keep the damn switch on? When everybody else turns their switch off at night and, and stops, like how the hell do you keep how the hell do you keep going and 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 just man, just overall operating like a goddamn billionaire. That's it. That's what I learned, and that's what mm-hmm. I saw, and 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 um, thankful for it, man. Thankful for it. But there's so much that we learn. There's so much that we learn. You, Listen, you, you, you learn more, you learn more in one month working there than you would working in a different organization for five years, guaranteed 1,010%. Uh, but, but, but you're averaging 38,000 to 42,000 outbound cold calls a year. Um, humans don't do that in their entire lifetime. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it was just, it was just incredible the amount of outflow, the amount of demands, the amount of focus, and the amount of, of, of absolute push and frequency was involved every single second of every single day. And if you didn't meet the standard, you were fired right then and there. It didn't matter how much revenue you brought in. It only mattered, are you on, are you on track and are you on pace to hit the target? And do you have 110% buy-in to what we're accomplishing? And if any of those stats go down, you're out. Yeah. You you know, so wildness. It was wildness. It was awesome. Awesome. Man, and that's that's operating at a whole nother level than than you see sales teams operate at in general right now. I mean, when you hear that as a listener of this show right away, you'd be like, Well, if I did that to my guys, I'd lose them all today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of them aren't operating at that full potential. In your opinion, having been part of you know, a winning culture at Florida State, having been part of uh, a culture like Cardone's and now creating your own, what mm-hmm. is that difference maker for you? And because everybody says minimum standards, hold the line, you know what I'm saying? Like you you have to, you know, lead by example, all these things, you know, that we get on social media or from our, our favorite influencers, our consultants for you, yeah. how are you going to, I guess, maintain that type of culture in your company? Yeah. So, you know, 
you ever notice that the people you take advice from or the people that you actually buy on into are the people that are doing the thing that they ask you to do and they're probably doing it 10 times better with 10 times the speed than you have the ability to achieve it in like that's the same that's the same thing like that's what i saw you know it, it's cliche it's kind of cliche to say you know you know the leaders got to do it. And we all know that like, you got to lead by example, but you like, that is the only people we were always told people believe what they see, not what they hear. Right. I guarantee you, I guarantee you for the greats of the great that they do everything it is that they say they're going to do. And what they ask of you to do, they've already done a hundred times and gotten results, the same results that it is that, that, that you are looking for. So, like that that's that's what i see man and that's what i saw and that's what i'm looking to bestow within our organization of what we got going on over here um you really gotta run man like you got to run like you as a, w w the statement the line is the speed of the leader is the speed of the pack right, right. and so you gotta run man like you gotta go like mm -hmm. if you're asking your guys to be on the phone for seven hours well, you better be at the office for 11. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, it's just, it's just, you, you gotta, you gotta consistently show up. And once you consistently show up for you and for yourself, people will start showing up for you. And, um, and holding people to a high level and a high standard is one thing, but, but, mm -hmm. but, but what is the re repercussion if they don't get those things, you know, in, in right. setting a proper example, on, hey, listen, it's a one tight, one strike, two strike, three strike, you're out. And there is no favoritism. There, there is no, oh, well, gray area. It is, it is black and white. And, you know, if people ain't built like that, okay, they're not built like that. But then that's not a person that's built to win a championship. That's not a person that I honestly want to go to war with. That's not a person that I want to be on my team. It's not a person that I need to be sitting next to. And you, you do you and, and and I'll do me and and then the building that you're living in here in 10 years I'll own the whole damn block like you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. like it's just yeah it's just two different levels three different levels four different levels so that's what I would say the biggest thing is you just got to do the thing that it is that you say other people have to do right you just got to do it man like you got to do that over and over and over and over again mm -hmm. you know so the two things I took from that is, is the first one is the leadership by example, right? But mm -hmm. one of the things that you said, I think is important. You know, if you expect your guy to be on the phone for seven hours and you better be at the office for 11. So it's not this concept of, oh, I have to be on the phone for eight hours or 11 hours. It's like, you have to do whatever your zone of genius is or whatever makes the company money or working totally. on the business instead of in the business. You've got to be doing it at the same, at the same intensity that they have to do theirs at because that's what they need to see. They don't need to see you doing their job. They need to see you doing your job. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Or your role in the company, right? And then the second thing you talked about was it needs to be black and white. And this is this is one of my favorite concepts within side of building sales teams is, you know, mm -hmm. when you when you look at uh, a comp plan, it should be in black and white. I should be able to put it on paper and show it to you. If it's if Correct. it's any more complicated than that, then we're gonna have issues and um, we're gonna have misunderstandings, right? And then an opportunity structure, same thing. I should be able to put it in black and white and show it to you on paper 
or PDF or however we want to do it these days. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I love that concept of black and white because there is no argument. It's there in writing. You know, you just have to go get it. Right. Totally. And so no, I appreciate those two things right there for sure. Okay. Let's kind of pivot a little bit and go yeah. tactical. Right. Hell and yeah. so one of the, one of the industries that I'm getting a lot of inquiries from having a lot of conversations with and, and new clients and is roofing. Roofing hmm. seems to be this industry that's just blowing up like crazy, especially in Florida Gosh. and, um, you know, and, and over here in Texas. And to me, it's one of the biggest gaps of knowledge between, all right, the roofing owner or the, the roofing salesperson, you know, works for another company and then starts his own business. And, you know, they know trades, they know the, the trade of roofing, but I've seen mm -hmm. more owners than anything cross this million dollar threshold. And they're like, okay, how do I scale my sales team? Or how do I scale my lead gen? You know, or how do I, um, you know, structure my guys to manage the new guys coming in, you know, so uh, mm -hmm. leadership structure and then operational structure. So they're, they're jumping into this growth and development stage. And so I feel like that's one of the spaces that needs the most help, help right now. And we have a lot of listeners that are roofing companies and uh, awesome. roofing salespeople. So in your mind, Let's just say you get you, you buy a roofing company tomorrow, you know, right. what are you attacking first besides like culture and operations and marketing and sales? What are you attacking first? Yeah, I'm 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 attacking I'm first I'm attacking uh mind and market share from the potential consumer. And I'm gonna take a look at what our digital footprint or our marketing and advertising footprint looks like. Um that I'm gonna attack that. Personally, I would attack that with the executives, with with the other people that sit at that that round table, right? Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, in in addition to in in correspondence with like at the same exact time, mm -hmm. I'm attacking the sales process, man. I, I'm attacking I'm attacking how these guys are knocking on the doors. I'm attacking okay. the types of questions that they're asking. I'm I'm, I'm attacking, um, you know, if appointments are being set what is the quality of the appointment that's being set that justifies an actual door knocker to go to that home right mm -hmm. uh, is the decision maker there do they have the facts and figures are there case studies testimonials and potential pricing do they have a selfie video have i connected with them on linkedin am i tagging them in articles that it is that i'm writing as it relates to to roofing or anything anything associated with that space like what is my overall process from start to finish and how do I take time out of the equation? That would be, that's anything and everything. Right. Now, on top of that, training is happening every single day from a customer facing mm -hmm. standpoint. Mm -hmm. It like immediately, immediately. And, and customer service gets training too, right? So it would be an attack on three or four fronts all at the exact same time from the trade standpoint and, and the start to finish from 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 like that manual labor and that project and whatnot, like that's a yeah. different element. And I understand right. that I get it. I've worked a ton with roofers, HVAC, solar, home restoration, uh, fencing, plumbing. Like I've worked with those guys before. That's a whole different deal. You gotta have that in check, otherwise, what the hell are you selling, right? So, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like that's that's that that's a no brainer. But man, that conversation in that outreach, taking time out of the sales process in alignment with that, that marketing and advertising footprint that we would have in a specific demographic in a specific region 
and understanding what separates us from most and then and then and then going in on that as far as our branding is 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 concerned but that that's yeah. i mean that's what that's what you would have to do to optimize yeah At i love the I an- yeah. yeah i love the answer on this because you know it's it's really in 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 my wheelhouse in terms of the sales program you know you're going mm-hmm. right at the sales process which i love your answer on that because you know obviously you have an agency and you would think that okay someone that has an agency would go right after the marketing would go right after the all right what are we spending on new leads coming in and optimizing that process but you recognize that hey if 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 the leads come in and there's nothing there or it's not a good sales process then i'm i'm wasting my money right and so mm-hmm. that being said what are some of the things you feel like in home services that business owners need to pay more attention to and and have a huge impact in their business right now if they just attack this one thing easy customer service customer service man i was just talking to my guy yesterday um big time airbnb guy down here in Miami, Florida. his name's greg wood um, um very 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 close one of my best friends too and he owns a number of properties and we were just talking about this guy has a ticket out for about $72,000 for a pool. And here in Miami, he's been through three businesses, home service, three businesses, to try to get someone to come out to his house. The first business that he was in contact with didn't get to his house, right? And it was three and a half weeks. He said, the hell with that, went to a second one, the second one said, yeah, we'll get you a call back tomorrow. They didn't call him back for five days. And when they did call him back, they said, hey, it's going to be another seven days before we can have another conversation. And then the mm-hmm. third company, he, sent, he literally just sent me a screenshot on this, said, hey, we understand your request. We will not be able to get back in contact with you for the next five to seven days. And that was an automated email. Customer service. Customer service. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, in, in, in markets and industries where the demand is so high, yeah, you can get away with not having it, not having it efficiently, not having it properly, and, and you're still going to close deals. And if your pipeline is so damn fat, it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, you know what? Sadly, you can rock with it. You can rock with it, and that's completely fine. But I will say that how people talk about your organization mm-hmm will indirectly affect your organization and its ability to produce revenue, if not today in the future. And when the going gets tough, like during COVID, you know, that separated real business owners from fake business owners, real salespeople from fake salespeople and real time operations from just order taken like your Wendy's or McDonald's. And honestly, if your Wendy's or McDonald's, you don't have a business because you ain't selling anything. You're just taking an order. Um, and so, you know, I'll say that customer service piece is, is everything. And customer service doesn't necessarily have to be after the sale is consummated. Customer service throughout that initial, that mm-hmm. initial point of contact, all the way on through to where the project is closed and you're asking for three referrals. Customer service, bro, like customer service, honestly. And I've got so much alignment in what you just said because I'm experiencing it right now. I just started consulting for this company. They're they're a pool installation company in Tucson, and um, I'm looking at their sales process. And there's like this 
complicated qualification process all you know and they're not getting out of the customer's home for a couple of days at minimum and and it's like oh well, we need to make sure that you know they understand how much this is going to cost first we need to make sure that they understand how long the install is going to take we need to we need to do all this stuff before we go out to the customer's home and i'm like lead comes in schedule an appointment go out to the customer's home like 100%. that's my process get in front of the customer because in in, in my mind, what I understand about sales is, you know, there's there's digital sales or messaging, right? Uh, phone calls, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when they actually hear our voice, you know, maybe virtual and then and then there's in-person. And in my mind, as you go down that list, your closing rate gets higher and higher and higher. Because in person, we're shaking hands. We're doing business. You know what I mean? And so I want to get to doing business as fast as possible. But it. What you're saying is so true, though, because we have all these automations and, you know, we have ability to build these badass CRMs and we have um, this ability to uh, use AI to bolster all those things. It's like people are, are doing less and less and less work are trying to do less and less work in the sales process. And and that's where the customer service starts. It's yeah. like, hey, I want this thing. My impulse is the highest it's ever going to be in this whole process is when I call you right yes literally the as soon as i hang up that phone my impulse is decreasing now you know what i'm saying oh yeah man so, and so it's it's crazy to me that we're not all over it from the get-go but starting out in door-to-door sales you know you in uh you know I, i'm assuming over the phone sales like mm-hmm. you know that hey we got a time limit of impulse and we got to get on it and have that conversation and raise it raise that impulse while we're having that conversation, then close. You know, close totally. as we, we can. I mean, we got to do some measurements and stuff for a pull, but we got to get to the home as fast as possible. So I love mm-hmm. that you, you told that story because it's so true. And you're 100% right. Like your, your pipeline can be fat, but as soon as you get punched in the mouth, it's over because your customer service was crap the whole time. You got, you know, 3.5 on Google reviews, you know what I'm saying? And uh, you're not the best game in town. You were just getting the, the I guess, easy pickings from the company that oh, was in the customer service. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, no, it's that, it's that low hanging fruit, man. Sorry to interrupt you. It's that low hanging fruit, and and, and 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 yeah, man. Like, I think there's a statistic out there it was in the university platform that we train. And by the way, I still train on sales every single day, every single morning, every single mm-hmm. morning. But I think it's like you increase the probability of closing by somebody by over 523% if you get in contact with the inquiry within the first five minutes. Like 523% or it's like 523 or 527%, somewhere in that ballpark range. Mm -hmm. Like speed is everything. And you also got to realize that if someone's calling you, inquired about you, they're at a different stage in the sales process. They may not be in the meet and greet. They may not, they may not be in the fact finding. Hell, they may already know prices because their neighbor next door just got the same project installed and, and delivered. But like, it may just literally be you showing up, saying what the price is. They're ready to move forward. They sign on the diamond line in less than an hour, and you're rocking and rolling. Like, it's just you got to treat everybody with urgency. You got to treat everybody like a buyer, and you got to treat everybody like you need to close the deal. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be desperate because when, right. when you're desperate, people can feel that, but you got to actually give a damn. Like you, you have to give a damn. Like, I, I don't know. It's crazy, well, but um, 
Yeah, I know. It's wild. wild. I think I think that's where that passion comes in, though. You know, I've sold products before that I wasn't passionate about or I didn't believe were the best on the market. It didn't last long. I did that for like a whole month and I was like, I'm out. I'm not excited about this, you know? And so when people ask, you know, what's the secret to sales? Well, believe in your product, believe your product is the, is the best on the market, not have to believe or like make yourself believe, like truly mm-hmm. believe that or don't work with the product, you know? And if you do, if you do believe that your product is the best on the market and you are passionate about your product, guess what? They're going to feel that. They're going to feel it through the Hell phone. Yeah. They're going to feel it through the messaging or your social media or in, in person, obviously. And so I think that's, that's huge that you said that because uh, I, I think more of business owners need to hear that and, and need to understand that, hey, maybe maybe I don't have the best conversion rates because I haven't put everything I c- can possibly put into into my product and I'm doing what the market says to do or I'm doing the minimum standard in terms of customer service and everything. But if we go and be above and beyond in the actual service and then the customer service, the sales process gets easier. The conversion rates get easier because they believe in the product more because they see it happening every day, you know? And, 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 and listen, this belief thing, everything we were always taught. My, one of my mentors, Brandon Dawson, who's a partner with Cardone, he sold his last company at 77 times EBITDA, the highest publicly traded exit of a company in the history wow. of mankind. 77 times EBITDA, this is banana stuff. But, but he always said, he always said that um, every problem that a business has comes from the business owner. It doesn't come from the people that you bring on board. If, if, if they were so, you know, if everything was on them, then they would run the business, you know, with all on you. So listen, if your people don't believe in your product, you know, you got to ask yourself first things first, or how can I get my people to believe in the product? What, what does your morning meeting look like? And do you have morning meetings every single day? And in the morning meetings, are you, talk, are you highlighting testimonials and case studies? Are you showing that people in the community that have, um, have had that product or service delivered to them are, are raving about you? Like you have to sell your employees on the fact that what they represent is better than everybody else's because to a degree, they're not going to be sold on what it is that they sell. They're there for a job. They're there to uh, yeah. provide financial stability for the family and for themselves or whatever it may be. You got to believe in your product so much. And then you got to get your people to believe in the product so much. And that's a responsibility that the, that business owners have to take. Like, like you, you have to do that stuff. And, and it, you know, when the previous organization I was a part of, they did that to us every single day, sometimes twice a day. Three times a day, like over and over and over and over again. And then and then it just got to the point where even though even though we we knew we had an incredible product, it got to the point where we we really thought we were the best. And and honestly, man, I still think that that's the best training when applied, like from a digital standpoint, Mm -hmm. compared to anybody's like it just is. And it's partially what it did to my life. It's 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 what I've seen it do for other people. And part of me being able to see what it's done for other people is from the business owners or the business or the executives putting that in our freaking faces every single day. You, you got you, you to gotta do that, man. Like you to do that. You have to do that. And um, if you don't do that, well, then people are going to be unsold. And to the degree you are sold, you will sell. They always told to the degree you are sold, you will sell, you know. 
Um, your wife is sold on Texas A&M. You're sold on <laughs> You guys sell on it all the time, but you're sold on that. So that's how you sell it. You sell it every time it comes up. So, yeah. hey, man, like that's on the business owners too, bro. Like yeah. straight up. I'm not doing a very good job selling UT right now because <laughs> UT is in Austin and Austin is rough right now. It is rough yeah. over there. But, you know, it's still the Longhorns, baby. So, <laughs> Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's I'm go. doing my best. I'm doing my best. Okay, so one of the things I noticed is you're not as active on Facebook as you are on Instagram. And yeah. I was curious about it because, you know, there's this strategy of omnipresence. You know, you're duplicating your mm -hmm. efforts across multiple social medias, but we also know that different social medias want different things, right? So what mm -hmm. is your, I guess, your personal strategy right now? And, and, and how are you executing on that? Yeah, great question, man. And, you know... <laughs> I think it has a little bit to do with like, you know, my age, and I'm not saying being old, but I'm saying like being on the younger side in the sense that, mm -hmm. you know, I don't tap into Facebook. I tap into Facebook for my mom. My mom is all over my Facebook, <laughs> man. Like I tap in, I tap in, I tap in, I tap in, I tap into this Instagram piece, right? What you were just showing uh -huh. um, um, a little bit more so than anything else. And I tap into the TikTok piece as well. I'm yeah. starting to tap into the LinkedIn um, and I'm tapping into the YouTube and, you know, part, part of it is because that's what I know. Part of it is because of those are the examples that I saw in, right. Yeah. You, you know what you know, when you don't know what you don't know. Now right. we've run Facebook ads and so on and so forth for both personal brand and, and ads for, for the full mm -hmm. circle agency. We got traction there, mm -hmm. you know, but my biggest thing, man, and I'm realizing this more and more every single day that the full circle agency is, is what I love. And the full circle agency is that bread and butter for me right now. While I say that <laughs> it's crazy, but even more important than the full circle agency is personal brand. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so I'm using those platforms the ones that we just mentioned more so than that of Facebook, because from my vantage point, from my viewership with the type of people that um, I'm, I'm getting in front of and in my mm -hmm. demographic and where we come from, like those are, those are a more streamlined way for me to build a personal brand and take time out of the equation because personal brand, I feel is everything. And if you have a massive personal brand, and your people are loyal and you're loyal to your people, then anything you associate yourself to has the potential to win. The last thing I'll say to that is this. I was watching this documentary. I don't watch a lot of TV, right? The only thing I watch is stuff on money, right? I love to see where, where, where the markets are, you know, mm -hmm. the markets, the European markets, the U.S. market. I love that stuff. I'll watch, you know, uh, documentaries in, in, in Brown. It, when it's football season, man, I, oh, I ain't yeah. watching the game, but it's it's on in the background because I love people hitting each other. It just is what it is, right? Like, it's yeah. just what I like. Um, but I was watching this documentary on, I think it was on Netflix, and it was it was on um, the Paul brothers, Lo Logan and Jake Oh, Paul. yeah. The greatest the marketers example. of our time. Yeah. Greatest marketers of our time in 2013 that had 14, 14 or 15 million subscribers already to their YouTube channel. Yeah. Now you fast forward to when they uh, released the product, I believe it was Revolt. 
I think in the first year they did over $250 million in revenue. Bro, there are business owners today who are 65, who have been in business for 30 years that have never hit $250 million in revenue ever. We're talking about 30 years of being in business and these guys did that same thing in one freaking year. It may not be because the product was the best. It may not even be because they have exceptional customer service, but it's because they have a power base, they have a network, and they have a following. So does Apple. Look at their bank account. So does yeah. Nike. Look at their bank account. So does Tesla. Look at their bank account. So that's why I'm just massive on this personal brand thing. Because if you can, if you can master that, I mean, you'll never be hungry. That on top of knowing how to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. And what's crazy yeah. about it is people don't do it because they're afraid of the scrutiny. They're afraid mm-hmm. of messing up. And, and what I always tell them, especially when it comes to my clients, is like, that's part of it. You're going to screw up. Heck, that'll give you content and material to put out so other people can learn from it. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, man. And, and, and yeah. have you ever had or heard like Jacob Paul have a conversation? Of course. They're not yeah. the most, you know, articulate dudes. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> like, no, they say stupid stuff all the time. <laughs> all the time. All the but, time, man. These are they, these are good old boys from Ohio. I exactly, think, like exactly. That, right? And but they have an amazing personal brand because they've leaned into it and they put every idea that pops in their head. They they execute. You know what I'm saying? Awesome. So so how many ideas did they have that 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 fell on their face or that that fell flat? You know, probably mm-hmm. 99 of them. But that one, you know, the prime drink or the boxing or prime, you know yeah. whatever the case is. I mean. They're all massive now. And, and, and you got guys like me that are 37 years old that are just like perplexed and watching this happen is just like amazed in, in both adoration and just straight up perplex, perplexment, if that's a word. I just made it up. It's wildness. It's a great example, though, man. And, mm-hmm. and it can be done at any state and, and you just, you know, at any level. And, um, doesn't matter that it doesn't matter what you, like man if if you just tap into that thing and really figure that thing out it makes sense and mm-hmm. you know unfortunately unfortunately it wasn't something that I I tapped into until maybe like seriously tapped into maybe 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 it's been like a year and a half or two years because before you know we were pushing someone else's brand and in sports believe it or not like I remember Jim Thomas in um in um in, in, in team meetings man he's like hey y'all need to hey. he'd be like gentlemen 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 i can hear him screaming <laughs> now he'd be just be like um hey y'all need to get off twitter right now y'all need to get off instagram right now there is no more of it if we see you on it you're running you're doing push-ups you ain't playing you ain't playing clemson like he would just say stuff like that and and yeah this is in 2000 uh what i don't know uh eight nine ten eleven up to twelve like yeah, I understand it's a different environment. So 10 years ago, or 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, but man, it's always been like, we, we couldn't do it then really, right? right. And, then, and then when you're part of organizations, you, you got to realize that you are your own entity within an entity. And if right. you do it, you just got to do it smart. You got to highlight them, and then mm-hmm. you got to highlight you as part of them. And so, right. you know, I'm just getting steamed, man. Like, I'm just looking to figure this thing out. It's, mm-hmm. it's starting to take place and it's starting to happen.
happen. But damn, I wish my parents told me to do this when I was two. Yeah. You know? No, I love it. My 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 son and my kids ask me every day for a form of social media. And of course, I say no at this point, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm scared <laughs> yeah. crapless of what's out there on the internet. Now, we're educating them every day on that stuff. And so I know they could handle it. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I want to keep them kids as long as I can, right? And so, um, but, but, but yeah, and, and, and that's the crazy thing is too, is like, and that's what people don't realize. Like, well, I don't have my own business. It doesn't matter. You, Mm -mm. I mean, Jay-Z, I'm a business and you know what I mean? Like you never know. And, and and you could be a VP of another company and, and feel like you're, you're going to retire from that company someday, but you never know. You know, so you always want to be building your personal brand and it's only going to help the business that you're in right now. So I agree 100 percent with what you said. Um, What are you excited about right now, whether it's for you, for your company? What's going on in your life that you're you're excited about and that the listeners probably need to hear about? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, as far as the full circle is concerned, Mm -hmm. we're really understanding our identity and who we are. And we went through three phases. The full circle's been, 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 been rocking and rolling for about a year and six months. Right. Some would say that's that's infancy stage. And you're right, it is, but we're not operating like infants because everybody within the organization comes from from situations like uh, like Grant Cardone, like we know the yeah. game, we understand it. Yeah. So we're in the phase now where we understand our product, our, the best product that we can offer from a marketing piece. And we're doubling mm-hmm. and tripling down on retention marketing for medium to large size product and service-based brands and e-commerce brands, okay? And some of our companies that we've, we've done work with and are doing work with currently include, you know, eBay, uh, Lions Not Sheep, Chaos Fishing, Tentacle, Acubo, uh, Tectonic. Like these are real organizations, man, real mm-hmm. big time organizations. And we're realizing that that retention marketing, right? That's that email and text message, campaign build out and automation, subscriptions yeah. and loyalty rewards. That's where we can have the biggest impact immediately because it's all about connecting with your current purchasing population and opening up the opportunity to win them back and get them to buy again. And, and we're very, very good at it. We got a team that's phenomenal. They're responsible for billions of dollars generated already doing this. And, mm-hmm. and our goal and our mission is to be a billion dollar valuing organization. Like that's what we want. That's from the full circle side. I'm very excited about this movie, uh, Late Lanier. Um, Mm -hmm. This is going to be bananas, you know, check it out, you know, support it if you can, Uh, you know, everybody, everybody that's listening, this thing's going to be bananas, man. We, we are excited. We put a lot of effort into it. A lot Mm -hmm. of money went into it and this is just going to open up. I'm trying to be a damn household name, man. Like I'm trying to be (laughs) every single day, man. So, you know, this is, this is that starting point from that level. And uh, the third thing that I'll say that I'm incredibly in, uh, I'm happy with and just excited about is, man, I mean, I got a two-year-old son and he's a baller. Yeah. And, um, you know, you look at him every single day and, and, and it's joy and excitement. And, mm-hmm. um, and um, you know, you know, you, you understand what I'm saying when I say that, yeah. but it's just a beautiful thing. And um, I just can't wait till he puts on the damn football helmet, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will make an argument for this. So I, I played rugby for the past five years. I, I stopped playing a while back. My kids are getting into their sports and everything, but but teach them rugby tackling. Please teach yes, them sir. rugby tackling. 100%. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, hey, I know man. a little bit about seven on. I know a little bit about the uh, 
playing the wing, bro. I can, hey, listen, I can take the rugby rock to the crib. Let's bro. go. Let's my, go. One of my one of my, one of my yeah. best friends in college was on the FSU rugby team. So after football Love practice, it. we would go play rugby. Uh-huh. And we would play sevens. And bro, my outside yeah. flank, hey boy, just get me that rock. Let's and let go. Me take my, let's go. I love it. I love it so much, <laughs> man. Yeah, I was, uh, I played 15s for five years with inside center. And then on on sevens, obviously, I was a prop on sevens because I was a heavier. But uh, no, I oh, had yeah. a, a lot of fun doing that. I love hitting people for sure. I miss it so much. Every now and then, I'll go and play the old boys tournament. So that's 35 and older. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go and play the old boys tournament just to get some of that back, put on the mouth. Crush it. Hell yeah, man. Ain't nothing like it, man. Ain't nothing like it, but ain't nothing like it. Man, I love it so much. And 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 um what what I like about your service is you guys, it, it sounds like y'all have a bit of the e-commerce in or cornered a little bit there, especially with mm-hmm. Lions Not Sheep. I mean, that's that's their game. And I think that's why you probably came across my page, is that uh alignment there with Lions Not Sheep, and then I saw you know, you were having a conversation with Andy Elliott the other day on one of your pieces. I was actually just Ooh, at yeah. his office a couple of weeks ago working oh, with wow. uh, Maria and Bryson Kirby, yeah. a couple of the salespeople. Hell and yeah. um, so there's a lot of alignment happening back and forth. So I, I, I could see us doing some business together in the future for sure. Okay. Absolutely. Last question. Probably the most important right. question. Um, Let's go. What does legacy mean to you and what legacy do you want to leave behind? <laughs> Legacy, 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 legacy. You know, legacy can be twofold to me. Legacy is, is you know, obviously there's a financial piece for me that relates mm-hmm. to legacy, and, and there's also an impact piece um, that relates to legacy. And, and legacy ult- ultimately is 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 my last name, man. It's Shill, like. You know, I write down every single day, right, to be a New York Times bestselling author on the cover of Forbes, People, and Vanity Fair, right, uh, to be living in New York, uh, to help uh, 10 million foster kids find homes because we were adopted, and I understand that could be a struggle, um, to own a baseball team and a football team, to have 25,000 people paying me every single day in, in multifamily, to be an incredible partner, incredible father, just an incredible individual, and the last thing I always write down before, before that is obviously become a household name, be the mm-hmm. world's number one entertainer. I, bro, I love entertaining. Entertaining to me, I think that's really the passion, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that falls in alignment with running a business. But the last thing I always write down is that when I die, that every single damn news channel on the face of the earth stops and says, breaking news, Mike Shaw has passed away at the age of if, mm-hmm. if, if and when that happens, I did a little something here. Because if that happens, my name will last forever. My mm-hmm. last name will continue to hold clout and credibility. And then mm-hmm. what that does for, for my offspring and their offspring and their offspring, it just, it just provides them another platform. It provides them maybe one step up. And, and that's massively important to me because one of my rises Bro, 70 years ago, people that looked like me couldn't even drink at the same bubblers that you could drink at. 70 years ago, yo. 70 years ago, we couldn't do anything. 100 years ago, oh my God. Like, we're coming straight from the, like, everybody else started at one. We started at negative 10. Like, straight up. And that's sad. And and we still deal with that shit all the time. Mm -hmm. All the time. All the time. So it's my responsibility to provide a platform 
for people of all walks and looks of life to, to, to man, to, to, to have that one up on other people. And um, sometimes that, that hasn't been the case in the past. And so I got to make sure that that's the case from here moving forward, not only with, with my son, hey, who knows, man, maybe I have another one in the future, um, but with, with, with other people alike, man. So that's yeah. what I feel about legacy, bro. That's what's legacy, you know? So I, I know you're going to fulfill that for two, diff- two different reasons. One, yeah, yeah. you write it down every day. Yeah, you know, it. that alone, your subconscious is automatically going to start dragging your ass towards that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and then the, the, the second one is, you know, every, one thing that is consistent across all mm-hmm. those things, and even the business piece, the 25,000 people paying you, is the, the entertainer. And so, again, you know, when you talk about alignment, that, that, that's great and everything. But what drew me to you and the reason that I wanted to have you on the show was your, your content and the entertaining aspects of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so when you look at some of the greatest names in history, they were amazing speakers, entertainers, and they could captivate an audience. You know what I'm saying? And right. so that's one of the things that I recognize that you have that I feel like you can execute on all those things 100%. Hey, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dude, it's been an honor having you on the show. Uh, I think you've given our listeners more than enough value. They need to to make sure they go and follow you. Where where, where can they follow you at? Yeah, you can check me out, man. Check me out on on, on Instagram. Well, you know, if you check me out on Instagram, great. Um, Mike uh, Shill underscore M-I-K-E-S-C-H-I-L-L underscore. It's the same situation for Twitter. Um, um, same deal for, for TikTok, right? And you can find me on YouTube as well. Um, if you find me on Facebook, man, just, hey, just know that my mom <laughs> has all my feed and, and love her to death. And that's how it should be, man. That's how it should be. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have everything. Yeah. We'll have everything linked in the, in the show notes too. Uh, again, I appreciate you coming on brother. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. And thank you to all the listeners, man. I appreciate your time. I know it's money and and um, my intention is never to waste So I got you. I love it. Let's get building. Yes, sir. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Building Great Sales Teams. We appreciate it. Be sure to execute on everything that you just heard and let's get building. Before we sign off, we'd like to invite you to join our Brickyard community. Head on over to jointhebrickyard.com. Again, that's jointhebrickyard.com or click the link in the description to find out more.